about to go a wandering along the mountain track. And as I go, I love to sing my knapsack on my back. After Work Walks with Matt Barton. Hello, this is the first of my After Work Walks. <laughs> Somebody just beeping me there. Not entirely sure why. Uh, yeah, but I am in the Islington area of Liverpool right now. Now, Islington to me is always a bit of a sort of nothing area. It reminds me of long walks home to the north end of Liverpool uh, when I didn't have enough money for a taxi when I was a kid and seeing mass exoduses right up Islington almost like something biblical just lots of people just wandering up the street now I'm going to take a left here and I have to admit I don't spend enough time around here to actually know the names of the streets but I'm going to go past the old busy station so I presume it's St Anne Street I think it's called and this is the way I'm going to go in a moment Waiting patiently at the traffic lights so nobody beeps at me again. Now this is uh, something I'll definitely have to have a little word with my future self about. But I've got a feeling that the St Anne Street Police Station is where one of the Beastie Boys was taken. When he was arrested for throwing a can into the audience at the Royal Court Theatre which would have been in about, I guess, 1987. So future self, hopefully you can clear that up for us. At 7 o'clock, this is Rob McBride with Radio City News. Beastie Boy rock star Adam Horovich has arrived in Liverpool under police escort after last night's riot at the American Group's concert in the city. Police say he'll be charged with assaults and will appear before magistrates tomorrow. He was brought into St Anne's Street Police Station in Liverpool just a short time ago. Detectives from Merseyside had travelled down to London to bring him back after 10 hours of questioning in the capital. Thank you, future self. Okay, so yeah, I'm having trouble crossing the road. A lot of the traffic comes up from the Kingsway Tunnel on Scotty Road. Now, this whole area is something that I blather on about quite a lot as a tour guide if I ever get stuck because this is where the Irish settled after the potato famine of the 1840s. That took me about, oh, I don't know, about four minutes to get across the road that is linked in there. Uh, so yeah, it is, don't bother basically, don't, don't come along this way on foot, uh, which I am doing today as one of, or the first, the inaugural 
uh, after work walk that I'm on right now. As I say, the Irish settled here after the potato famine of the 1840s and obviously the effect that the Irish had on the city has been well documented. You know, for a long time people thought of people of Liverpool as basically Irish. I saw somebody accusing somebody on line uh, about a year ago moaning about Scousers being ethnically Irish communists which obviously this guy meant as an insult which I thought was you know sounded amazing personally but yeah I am on what I think is St Anne Street and yeah it is pretty uh, well it's desolate let's put it that way there's not much going on around here it's a nice place to stretch your legs and I know that in a moment I'm going to be faced with Everton Brow to the right of me which is uh, an interesting part of town interesting for one thing that it's never been gentrified not that I'm saying it should be gentrified but considering the view that you've got from the top of Everton Brow of the whole city it's a wonder that property developers haven't managed to get their grubby mitts on it as yet Now there is a new police station up this way which I can see off in the distance there it's like a sort of big flashy police station like the type of thing you'd imagine in uh, Robocop but there is a smaller police station next to me now which is St Anne Street um, but yeah I was always fascinated when I was into the Beastie Boys in the 90s a few years after the incident had happened just the idea that I'd read somewhere that he had to come back to I don't know whatever they do you know to take his charge or whatever he'd come along and had to return to St Anne Street and it always just seemed to me that this with it being such a desolate place uh, or you know just sort of empty space that it seemed strange this you know massive star turning up to sign his name in a little book on a you know some desk sergeant stood there going you're one of the beastie boys are you that's how I imagine it happening anyway um, now I'm not sure which way to go now I've got a chance to go up Great Richmond Street I don't know whether I fancy going through the park at this time of night so I think I'm going to carry on walking um, I've got to the left of me Merseyside Police Headquarters and it is a pretty stern looking building in the middle of North Liverpool there to remind you that you are being watched at all times out of the royal family fellow with the big nose that looks like it's been 
stung by a million bees. Um, what's his name? Oh, well, him anyway, also the royal family. He has a who do you think you are about this area where he describes the Catholics remaining at the bottom of the valley and up the top on Everton Brow is where the Protestants ended up living. Now, I think this may be an oversimplification of the story, but uh, it is borne out in the fact that at the top of the hill, you do have the Orange Lodge, who still have massive marches through the city centre, and at the bottom of the hill, there tends to be, you know, old Catholic schools and, you know, what's left of old Catholic churches and things. So I am still at the bottom of the valley right now. As I said, I didn't really fancy the park. I think I'm a bit of a wimp sometimes when it comes to parks. I always think that once you're in them, after a certain hour, someone starts on you. I don't know. There's nowhere to go, is there? It's pretty horrible. Um, but that's just me being a wimp. I'm pretty certain Everton Park is absolutely fine at this time of night. I mean, it's only tea time. I've just had me tea. I ate a falafel from Go Falafel. Although I made the mistake of having the large falafel. So, oof, I'm really, really having to work to walk along North Liverpool right now. To the right of me now, I have the B&M home stores and garden centre uh, and a massive home and bargain. Possibly the biggest home and bargain I've ever seen. Although, obviously, home and bargain is technically the home bargains. It's only people in Liverpool who know it as home and bargain. Um, you know, just to be pedantic though originally it was a Liverpool company and they were called Home and the Bargain which is why the people of Liverpool insist on still calling it that it's like a whole tribe of people who refuse to call Marathon Snickers or Opal Fruits Sunburst the other way around Sunburst is it Sunburst or whatever Opal Fruits are called these days they'll always be Opal Fruits to me as will home and bargains always be home and bargains uh, but I find these places a little bit sad I hate these uh, places where you really have to have a car to go to them and they're just like big blocks of units uh, I've never been a big fan of them and it also yeah just doesn't add much to the view I suppose I mean to the right of me now if it wasn't for the home and bargain and a great big block of 60s or 1970s high-rise flats I would be able to see Everton Brown in all its glory I could be looking up at what I think is the highest point in Liverpool which is where Prince Rupert had all his men um, camped just before they attacked Liverpool Castle during the English Civil War and so you can see that grass where the troops would have been camped just behind that 60s high-rise right there of course the there is a little lock-up up there as well which is the badge for Everton Football Club which sometimes people call Prince Rupert's Keep or something like that uh, but obviously it's not Prince Rupert's Keep it had nothing to do with Prince Rupert it was just a lock-up for keeping drunks in On 
Tommy Toddy took an ocean for to cross the ocean wide. And he left his love behind him walking by the Liverpool tide. For a week she wept full sorely, tore her hair and wrung her hand. Till she met another sailor walking on the Liverpool sands. Yeah, weird to think how central this area would have been, you know, at one time. I mean, even when I was a kid, even though it started to sort of uh, decline by then, it still felt like it was very much connected to town. Whereas I can see on the left-hand side of me now a Sainsbury's and an Argos uh, and a little run of shops that look very much like the type of places you'd see out in Speak or, you know, out on the outskirts of a town. So this was... As I say, you know, really close to the centre, and yet it's got a real feel of being in the middle of nowhere. So I've got Anderson Street to the right of me now, which is one of those, I think, one of those like really long streets you see in lots of old photographs of Liverpool where they used to have to rails up them to get to the top of Everton Brow. So that descends off into the, or ascends, sorry, rather off into the um, Brow itself, into Everton Park which looks like it's overgrown with trees and stuff. So, you know, it almost looks like it's been taken back by nature. And then to the left of us, I've got Skirving Street, which leads to Skirving Place. When you look down Skirving Street, you've got on the left-hand side, you the back of a little, which looks like it could be the sort of back of some sort of, I don't know, chemical factory in the middle of Warrington. And then on the right-hand side, you've got some quite modern-looking buildings, which I imagine were built around the... 90s or something and they're just a little row of like four houses and then some older houses than that which probably date back to the 50s i would say and then at the very end just this wooden fence that's keeping you away from the tim hortons now i only vaguely know what a tim hortons is i think it's a burger place and i'd never heard of one until very recently but this is a a tim hortons drive through i can see so there's all these things going on here just like this big mix of um, different, I suppose, time zones that you can see all at once. Um, but yeah, that's Skirvin Street for you, leading to Skirvin Place. Boundary Street East, a little bit further along, which also leads to Skirvin Place. And you can see just off in the distance what I'm pretty certain is the work going on at Bramley Moor Dock for the Everton Stadium, the new Everton Stadium. Ooh, I'm rubbish at the names around here. But if I remember rightly, it's the bit where there used to be a bank at the end. And for some reason they used to use it at the start of Brookside, so in the 80s. Brookside had lots of clips of different parts of Liverpool, even though Brookside itself was almost wholly set in one particular close, which was filmed near Croxteth, which is miles and miles away from the city centre, really. Uh, but yeah, they used to show, you know, the cathedral at the start. So I remember, really, the cathedral and this bank, and I don't know why I remember this bank, which is, I think, still here on the right. 
I'll see you in a moment and this anchor which is to the left of me now which seems to have been sunk into the ground and that reminds me weirdly of splitting my arm open as a child I split my arm open when I was about four or five and I don't know why this reminds me of it I can only presume my dad who didn't have a car at the time must have walked me this way to go to the hospital I don't know, it makes me think of splitting my arm open anyway And yet the bank, or what was the bank, is still here. I can see it just ahead of me. It's a little bit further along than I thought it was, though. And on your left is the football pitch, which I think is called the Pits, but it says it's called Power League outside it now. Um, but I'm sure that's what the place everywhere, one used to call the Pits. I never went myself, no, no interest in footy at all. But I seem to remember couple of my mates ending up at a party at the pits it does say it has got a bar and they were convinced they were spiked one of them fell asleep uh, on the street in Matthew Street just near the Cavern Club and the other one found himself asleep in a doorway you know not far away from that I mean these guys did used to drink like a whole bottle of rum before they left the house so it is entirely possible that they weren't spiked whatsoever the old bank as I remember it being it's got quite fancy tiles outside with little crosses on it um, looks like quite a fancy old building in a way and also a bit rubbish and boring at the same time uh, it is now or well, has been in recent years Cooper's reupholstery the Anfield Stadium is a half a mile away apparently I'm not going to go that way though I don't think I am anyway Some lads just called me a baldy cunt for uh, pretty much no reason at all. Now, I used to have long hair and they'd be shouting at me, you hippie fucking twat. Uh, whereas these kids who've just called me a baldy cunt all have long hair. So there you go. Nice kids. They do love a good sports mural around here, I have to say. Yeah, I suppose it's a very sporty place, lots of sports people come from around here. you got the football stuff in the middle of it as well. Uh, but yeah, it just seems odd to me as someone, I don't know, personally I don't particularly like sport or even value it that much, so it just seems weird having these faces of these sort of tough guys sticking out everywhere, you know, proclaiming them as the heart of the city and things. Uh, you've got the Holy Trinity at one point. There were three Everton players 
and I don't think I know where any of them are it's not quite a mural that's more like a hoarding that's been stuck on the side of it in a way it gets less interesting now I think the further out of town that it usually does to tell you the truth I mean that bit we've just been through there or I've just been through is um, I don't know it's quite interesting there's a lot of history there if you can look for it and it is very much as I say or it was very much connected to the city centre whereas once you start getting here past Stanley Park really uh, you're looking at an area that was part of an overspill really and you know you get out towards where I'm headed right now which is Sparrow Hall and you're looking at a place that would have been farmlands until not all that long ago uh, but yeah so this area is very strange I've got these very small houses to the left of me now and in front of me is this you know great big business uh, I think it's Alexi Sale that says you have got in Anfield you know this great big edifice that is a sort of temple to capitalism in the middle of what is one of the poorest bits of Liverpool uh, um, you know this is very much a sport that milks the people more than it ever gives anything back to them but yeah I am heading home now and as I say I'm gonna probably finish off talking crap into my phone because I want to either stroll relaxing or I'm gonna jump on the next bus I see I'm just passing Dixie Dean right now I'm very tempted to jump on his back and have a passerby take a photograph as if I'm getting a piggyback off Dixie Dean it's this sort of inner student in me wants to do that and it might get me battered that type of thing so I'm not going to do it I'm going to just head home now I love to go So, so.